You're listening to the Born Again Biker Podcast, where we discuss real practical Christianity, what the Bible actually says about stuff, and how it applies to the biker community. I'm your host, Pastor Chris Dwelly. They call me Mouthpiece around here. Welcome to the discussion. Let's rock. What's going on, everybody? It's Pastor Chris from Victory Biker Church, Maine. That's right. It's Mouthpiece coming at you, and you're listening to the Born Again Biker Podcast. Today, we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, and we're talking about uh, condemning spiritual Paul, condemning his, his, the spiritual pride of the Corinthian church as we work our way through 1 Corinthians. Uh, and Paul's kind of taken a hard stance and a hard line with these guys. So l- let's read chapter 5, and then we'll, we'll kind of get into it. It says, I can hardly believe the report of, about the sexual immorality going on among you something that even the pagans don't do. I am told that a man in your church is living in sin with his stepmother. You are so proud of yourselves, but you should be mourning in sorrow and shame, and you should, be, and you should remove this man from your fellowship. Even though I am not with you in person, I am with you in the spirit. And as though I were there, I have already passed judgment on this man in the name of the Lord Jesus. You must call a meeting of the church. I will be present with you in the spirit, and so will be the power of the Lord Jesus. Then you must throw this man out and hand him over to Satan so that his sinful nature will be destroyed and he himself will be saved on the day that the Lord returns. Your boasting about this is terrible. Don't you realize that this sin is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough? Don't get rid of the old yeast I'm sorry, get rid of the old yeast by removing this wicked person from among you. Then you will be like a fresh batch of dough made without yeast, which is what you really are. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. So let's celebrate the festival, not with the old bread of wickedness and evil, but with the new bread of sincerity and truth. When I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin, but I, was, I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin or, in, or who are greedy or cheat people or worship idols. You would have to leave this world to avoid people like that. I mean, that you are not to associate with anyone who claims to be a believer yet indulges in sexual sin or is greedy or worships idols or is abusive or is a drunkard or cheats people. Don't even eat with such people. It isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders, but it is certainly, but it certainly is your responsibility to judge those inside the church who are sinning. God will judge those who are outside, but the scriptures say you must remove an evil person from among you. All right, church, let us grab our bathing suits and jump right into this. Okay, so Paul is calling out the Corinthian church on some, some issues. Um, and the big issue that he's talking about here is, is sexual immorality. The Corinthian church at this point, uh, they, were, they had prided themselves on their tolerance, for lack of a better term. They were priding themselves on, oh, you know, people live in sin, but God is going to save us. People live in sin, but, you know, Jesus loves us. And it was, they were using that as an example of the ability to get out and sin. And 
you know, to live in sin and to stay living in sin. And, and that's just not okay. Uh, so Paul writes this letter and he starts calling him out. And he's like, look, guys, you're doing stuff that even the pagans won't do. And what he's talking about here is he, they're talking about there's a guy in their church that is having sexual relations with his stepmother. And, you know, that, that's uncool. No matter what world you live in, that's uncool. And it says here that you're so proud of yourselves, but you should be mourning in sorrow and shame. And again, it's because this church was dedicated to tolerance and they were dedicated to people being accepted as they are. Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? But what they're saying here, what Paul is saying here is you should be mourning for this man and you should be ashamed that this man is still part of your church. And what you need to do is you need to call a meeting of the church together. You need to get the church together and you need to cast this man out of the church because he is, he's living in sexual immorality. But, and it says here that Paul had written a letter to them once before because he talks about a previous letter I have written to you. So he's had this conversation with them before. He's, he's talked to them before and said, you know what, guys? This is uncool. You can't live with this. You can't have it in the church. Uh, and they continued to do it anyway. So they were... At that point, they started boasting on themselves about how tolerant they were and how accepting they were. And doesn't really matter what you're living in. If you come to us, Jesus is going to love you anyway. You can stay living in your sin. And don't get me wrong. Jesus does love you. And Jesus will accept you for who you are. But he's not going to allow you to stay in your sin. When it comes down to where the rubber meets the road, you will have to change your life if you're choosing to follow Jesus Christ. You have to. There's no way that you can live in homosexuality and say that you're a Christian because it's against God's word. You can't say that you are living in fornication and say that you're a Christian because you're living in God's word. Now, that's not to say that you can't be a backslidden Christian. You can. Basically meaning you're living in sin and you understand you're living in sin. And when you're going to need to pray, you're going to need to pray about that. And you're going to need to go to God and say, God, I'm sorry, forgive me of this. And then you're going to need to repent and you're going to need to turn away and not do that again. So there is a way out. But then Paul starts to talk about how just a little bit of sin, a little of the yeast, a little leaven, can leaven the whole bread. And he taught, basically what he's saying is just, you know, guys, a little bit of sin. You let a little sin into the church, and that little bit of sin is going to spread. And what's, Because what's going to happen is one person is going to say, oh, I saw that so-and-so is doing this, and it seems to be accepted by the church. That must mean that I can do this too. And one little bit of sin, one little piece of leaven, one little piece of yeast changes that whole lump of dough. One little bit of sin is going to change the whole body of Christ. And look at the way that the church is now, guys. You can't say that one little bit of sin hasn't changed the church of Jesus Christ. We've compromised. We've allowed things to become commonplace that clearly in this Bible it says that it's a sin. But we've allowed it to infect 
infect sanctuaries of our church. We've allowed sin to infect and, and infiltrate into the body of Christ. And that's just, that's just not okay. We can't keep doing that. So we have to remove the sin. And, and Paul takes it to an extreme. And he says, you know, look, you, you can't associate with people that are drunkards and greedy and worship idols and that are abusive. And, you know, honestly, that, that describes a lot of the Western Christian church right now. The, they're greedy and they are idolaters, you know, whether it's worshiping money or their music or whatever it is that is taking their focus off of, off of worshiping God Almighty. They're idolaters. If your focus is on worshiping something other than God, Jesus Christ, then you're missing it. Paul is saying that we can't we can't be around that. We can't have that in our churches. We can't have that in our lives. It's just not okay to be around it. But he's not saying it's not okay to be around it completely. He's not. What he says here, he says, avoid these people that are in the body of Christ. That doesn't mean that you can't get out into the world and witness to people for Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean we can't get out into the world and say, you know what, I'm going to go out into the, into the broken world and I'm going, to te- you know, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to make, build bridges and make relationships for Jesus. It doesn't say that. It specifically doesn't say that. It talks about don't be around those people that are part of the body of Christ. Don't be around those people that are not, that, that are claiming to be Christian. D- don't be around those people. That's what Jesus is talking about here. That's what Paul is talking about here. And the last thing I want to touch on here, guys, the last thing I want to touch on is verse 12. I love verse 12 and 13. This blows my mind because so many churches miss this. It isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders, but it is certainly your responsibility to judge those inside the church who are sinning. God will judge those on the outside, but the scripture says you must remove the evil person from among you. Okay? It says specifically right there, we are not, why do we want to impose a Christian view on people that have never professed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior over their lives? We look at people in the homosexual community or we look at drug addicts and we want to condemn them straight to hell because they're not living a lifestyle that is pleasing to God. Not once has anybody asked them if they've accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? Because that, that answer is no. You are guilty of the sin that you are judging them for. Now, on the flip side of that coin, it does say here that we, as the body of Christ, are supposed to judge other people. We're supposed to go to them and be like, you know what, bro? Look, here's the deal. What you're doing isn't right. It doesn't line up with the Word of God. And you got to stop. And if, you, if they don't stop, you go back with somebody else. You go back with witnesses. And if it doesn't stop there, you bring it to the church. And if it doesn't stop there, then all of a sudden, they're going before the church. And the church is saying, look, guy, we've come to you. 
we, we're, we're trying to help you, but we're, we're going to ask you to leave now. And you're welcome back when this becomes rectified in your life. That's what Paul is talking about well, you're, when you, he says that he gives them over to Satan so that, that their sin can be, be released. So they can deal with that sin. So their spirit, so that their soul can be saved for all of eternity when Jesus comes back. That is a lot to think about today, church. That is an awful lot to think about. And I hope this gives you something to think about because honestly, this has got me fired up today. So I'm going to leave this right there. I'm going to say God bless you all. I hope you all have a great day. I love you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace out.